from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I am your host, Mike De Niro. It is Thursday, May 27, 2021. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Thank you for all our subscribers from all over the world. Thank you for following us on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Thank you for everyone who downloads, subscribes, rates, reviews, all that good shit. So let's get into a stick episode. That was really weird. I don't know why I said it like that, but I say that all the time. I'm sorry to God I'm going to be making hashtag stacked episode shirts or super stacked show because I say that crap all the time. But be that as it may, let's talk about what we're going to be talking about today. Last night there was no AEW, so usually our Thursday show is it's surrounded by AEW's review, right? Last night there was no AEW, so what are we going to do? I'll tell you what we're going to do. Usually on Thursday we also have Making an Impact. So since there's no AEW to talk about, I thought I'll do Making an Impact on steroids, let's say. We're going to be talking about the final episode of TNA Impact in 2006 before we go into Final Resolution. And guess what? We're also going to be talking about the Final Resolution pay-per-view. So, on top of that, we got news and notes from all over the wrestling world. So let's get into it now. Like I said, today we're going to be having making an impact on steroids. But before we get into all that good shit, let's talk about some of the news, some of the notes that surrounds the wrestling world. Even though there's not much to talk about, I know I I I like did five, six, seven, eight minutes on that on Monday, and then yesterday's podcast had like thirty seconds of news and notes. So I feel really bad, but you know, if it's not if it's not groundbreaking, if it's not breaking news if it's not huge news then it's not worth talking about like i'm not gonna be like oh john cena tweeted a picture today like screw that all right we're gonna be talking about news you know what i mean notes real stuff anyway so let's get into it wwe has announced the adnan verk replacement and it is none other than mma announcer jimmy smith if you are unfamiliar with who jimmy smith is jimmy smith is a veteran play-by-play frontman. he commentated for Bellator MMA, he commentated for the UFC for a time period, and he's very, very good. So, I think that all the hate that Jimmy Smith is getting online right now, saying, oh, just another no-name, listen, listen, the guy is a wrestling fan, the guy has play-by-play experience, give him a chance. I'm excited to hear Jimmy Smith on Monday Night Raw, I think that he's going to be a really good replacement for Adnan Verk, someone who... didn't really fit too well into that role. So I am excited. Can't wait to hear how he does. 
NXT did not do too well in the ratings, which I'm surprised. You know, NXT is no longer competing against AEW. NXT has their own night. They, they, you know, NXT owns Tuesday nights. They are not competing against nothing. Maybe, maybe the NBA Finals right now, but still. And the ratings continued to plummet, which sucks because it was an amazing show. As we talked about yesterday, that main event between Karrion Cross and Finn Balor was a phenomenal matchup. So NXT getting 698,000 viewers. I mean, that's nothing to like balk at, but still it's like, come on, they deserve more. This was a show that started out in the millions, if you remember. And since then, they haven't been able to reach a million again. And that's when they first came to TV. That was like the first two weeks of NXT on USA. So I hope that this show continues to build. I hope that people continue to support it because I don't want to see it go back to just being a WWE Network exclusive, you know? I, I, I'm I, baffled. I don't know what's going to make NXT get better. But I'll tell you something that's not going to make NXT get better. That is if Finn Balor is removed from the roster. Because Finn Balor is making it known that he does not want to stay on NXT. He would love to return to the main roster. He said that this is the realest and the most true to him he's ever been in the WWE. And when he was on the main roster before, he wasn't really himself. Now that he's himself, he would love to go back and conquer the main roster. This is a former Universal Champion, a former two-time NXT Champion. If he does go back to the main roster, I think he gets lost in the shuffle again, unfortunately. Because... Finn Balor has all the talent in the world, but was never really appreciated on that main roster like he was in NXT. So now that he's been there, done that in NXT twice now, what's left for Finn Balor to do? Maybe he goes to NXT UK? I don't know, but he wants to be on the main roster. And losing Finn Balor, one of the biggest stars on NXT and one of the stars that brings a lot of eyes and notoriety to NXT could probably only do bad things for NXT and make that ratings number plummet even more but you know what i can't i can't say that he's wrong for wanting to be better i can't say he's wrong for wanting to better his career but still would like to see finn balor stay and elevate nxt a little bit longer not much news today that's that's pretty much it right now i mean we got aew on friday Friday night at 10 o'clock. Double or nothing's coming up this weekend. The the whole AEW move to Friday for uh, this uh, one week really threw off the podcast because, damn, Thursday is usually surrounded by all the news and notes of AEW Dynamite from the night before. But since we don't have that, I mean, damn, we, we kind of got a we gotta audible and, you know, adapt on the fly here. So that's what we're going to do. Like I said, usually for the Making an Impact episodes, we talk about one episode of Impact, right? But this episode was the go-home show to Final Resolution 2006. So I figured, you know what? Let's talk about both. The final episode of Impact before Final Resolution and the Super Stack show of TNA Final Resolution 2006. So without further ado... Let's talk about it.
Making an impact is back here this week, and we're talking about Final Resolution 2006 and the Go Home Show to Final Resolution 2006 from January 14, 2006. Both shows were very, very good. One show was obviously better than the other. One's a pay-per-view, goddammit. So, before we get into all that, I just want to give some shout-outs to TNA. You know, TNA at this time was absolutely phenomenal. TNA Today, Impact Wrestling is absolutely phenomenal. Make sure you tune in tonight to Impact Wrestling where we're going to have Kojima from New Japan Pro Wrestling on the show tonight on Impact on Access TV, which is very, very eerie and ironic because on this show of Making an Impact and Final Wrestling 2006, we had a New Japan star, a New Japan legend in Hiroshi Tanahashi in TNA Impact. So, it's crazy how it always works out that whatever I'm talking about in the past always finds a way to also mirror the future and the present. It's crazy. I swear to God I don't make these things up and I don't do this stuff on purpose. But without further ado, get into Wrestling DeLorean, strap on that seatbelt, and let's go all the way back to January 14th, 2006. And let's talk about TNA Impact, the go-home show before Final Resolution, which is the next day. So this show starts out with a quick squash match for the Monster Abyss. He He's out here with Father James Mitchell. He goes against Jay Lethal. If this was a couple years down the line, Jay Lethal might have put up a battle, but instead he didn't because this is a brand new, fresh-faced, 21-year-old Jay Lethal, and the Monster Abyss basically squashed him in a couple seconds. So very, very, very quick squash match here. Next, we have the year-end awards for 2005, and... Ah, oh, man, they kind of pissed me off here. Now, there's, there's, uh, I mean, I'm not so mad about any of the awards. AJ Styles wins uh, Wrestler of the Year in 2005. That could have been debated, you know, whether it's AJ Styles or Samoa Joe. But you know what? AJ Styles did win a TNA World Heavyweight title and X Division title, and he was... In some of the best matches in TNA in 2005. So I'm not mad at AJ Styles winning the 2005 match. I mean, uh, Wrestler of the Year. They say these are voted on by the fans. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. So, I had a real problem with what was match of the year in 2005. To this day, to this day, we're not talking about back in the day, we're not talking about wrestling DeLorean, we're not talking about, oh, it's going back in time. We're talking about May 27, 2021, to this day, everyone still considers the unbreakable three-way between Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, and AJ Styles from Unbreakable 2005, the greatest match in TNA history. Hell, if you go on Impact Plus, they have a category for top 10 matches in TNA. And guess what number one is? The unbreakable three-way from 2005. Ask people who don't know about TNA that much, they heard about that match. That was the only... Five-star classic in the Meltzer ratings. And a match that put the X Division on the map. Everybody who's anybody who watches wrestling has seen that match and said that it was the best match in TNA's long-ass history. 19 years, and they can't top that match. So tell me, why is it that in the year 2005, when that match took place, how does that not win match of the year? Instead, they give it to Sabu and Abyss in the barbed wire massacre? That's bullshit. Let me tell you something. I am all for Sabu and Abyss in the barbed wire massacre. Great match. Very fun. Hardcore spectacle. Like I said, it was a tremendous, historic, violent matchup when I did the review of Turning Point 2005. But just because there was barbed wire surrounding the ring does not mean it was better than the classic, amazing, phenomenal match of AJ Daniels and Joe. And if this is voted on by the fans, I have never heard one fan say that the barbed wire massacre was better than the freaking unbreakable three-way. The only reason why I think people thought that they are not going to... Well, the only reason why I think that TNA put the barbed wire massacre is because the unbreakable three-way happened before the Spike TV era. Right before the Spike TV era. A month before the Spike TV era. So, with that being said, does nothing before Spike TV matter? Last time I checked Raven's promo on this show, they're showing highlights of him getting scalped in the Asylum years. So does nothing matter before Spike TV? Hell, Tag Team of the Year is obviously America's Most Wanted in 2005, but they gave it to the Dudley Boys, who just debuted and haven't had many matches in Impact yet. So that really, really pissed me off. Because it is obvious that the match of the year in 2005, hell, the match of the year in every year of TNA, is the unbreakable three-way between Joe, Daniels, and AJ Styles. And if this was truly voted on by the fans, that would have been the winner. Hell, I don't. I can't go back in time to see what was the categories. Was that even in the nominees? It better have been. That was absolute crap. But anyway, we're going to talk about the winner of the 
the wrestler of the year, AJ Styles. Like I said, he rightfully deserved it. He is out here. Mike Tanay presents him with the uh, 2005 Wrestler of the Year plaque. And he's giving a promo. And Shannon Moore comes out. He throws powder in AJ's face and he steals the award. Next, we get a Hiroshi Tanahashi video package, which like I, I, I said, it's, it's crazy how this happened before where I, I talked about the TNA debut of Christian Cage and then he just debuted on, a, on AEW. I talked about uh, Joe Doring versus Rhino and they just teamed up and won the tag team champions. So this happens again. Hiroshi Tanahashi, direct from New Japan Pro Wrestling, will be at TNA's final resolution, just like in the current day on Impact on Access TV tonight, direct from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Satoshi Kojima will be on Impact. But anyway, we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about 2006. Hiroshi Tanahashi will be here tomorrow night. We next get a very passionate promo by the James Gang, where BG James wants Conan. He said, that's my daddy that you jumped and you know what? It's all fair in love and war now because he is coming for Conan. He's coming for LAX. We get a squash match between Samoa Joe and Cassidy Riley, the follower of Raven. AJ Styles and Shannon Moore run into the match. Samoa Joe attacks AJ Styles. AJ Styles hits Samoa Joe with the Pele kick, which leads to... Oh, by the way, Christopher Daniels is on commentary, which leads to a near fall. Cassidy Riley almost was the first guy to pin Samoa Joe. But it doesn't happen. Samoa Joe ends up hitting Cassidy Riley with the muscle buster for the victory. One, two, three. He then continues the attack afterwards, which leads Christopher Daniels to leave the commentary booth and attack Samoa Joe. And we have a big brawl. They're wrestling tomorrow night on Final Resolution. Next backstage, AJ Styles and Shannon Moore. They're brawling again backstage. Then we get a six-man tag match between Team Canada, A1, Bobby Roode, and Petey Williams versus Matt Bentley, Chris Sabin, and Sanjay Dutt. Team Canada picks up the victory. That was okay. Raven has a good video package. And then the main event of the night, we have AMW and Christian, wait, AMW versus Christian Cage and Rhino. Christian Cage and Rhino win this fun brawl. It was a pretty good match. The show seemed like a nothing show. It was just leading up to the pay-per-view the next night. Planet Jared attacks, which leads to Team 3D making the save. Monty Brown pounces Christian Cage. Jeff Jarrett hits the guitar shot on Christian Cage. And then Sting is finally heard. His voice is heard. Lights are out. He says it's showtime tomorrow night on Final Resolution. You got a very shook Monty Brown and a shook Jeff Jarrett. They, they're shaking in their boots, but they have to face up to the man the next night at Final Resolution. Good episode of Impact. Two and a half out of five stars. But let's talk about TNA Final Resolution the next night, January 15, 2006. This was a great, great show. I I really enjoyed this show. There was a lot of good action on this uh, card here. Show starts out with a really good video package. Showing everything that's going down tonight. First match on the show, we have Generation Next, Austin Aries, Alex Shelley, and Roderick Strong, who really earned their way onto the show by beating AJ Styles, Daniels, and Chris Sabin two weeks ago. They earned their way onto the show, and on this show, they're wrestling Chris Sabin again, Sanjay Dutt, and Matt Bentley with Tracy Brooks. This was a really fun opener. Lots of action, lots of high spots, and just fast pace. You know, everything the X Division is known for. Really good. This was not better than the match from two weeks ago against AJ uh, Sabin and Daniels, but still a really good matchup. Generation Next picks up the victory. They are really pushing this team here. 
it looks like this is going to be a top heel stable in the X Division, but sadly, like I said, they're not long for this world in TNA, and this doesn't last long, but it is really cool to see them here together at this moment. Next, in a very confusing match, we get Diamonds in the Rough versus the James Gang. You would think that it would be the James Gang versus LAX on this show, but I guess they're trying to milk that. But whatever, this was uh, pretty much a nothing match. The James Gang picks up the victory. First time in, I think they said seven years since uh, Billy Gunn and Road Dogg tag teamed as a team on pay-per-view. Then we get a promo from Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels is talking that rah-rah. He wants to put the beats onto Samoa Joe tonight. He will have his chance, and he will have his chance at the X Division title and redemption for Joe giving him a great three concussion. That's later on tonight. Next, we get a dream match between Hiroshi Tanahashi's direct from New Japan Pro Wrestling against AJ Styles. Here in 2006, they had classics in 2014 and 15 when AJ went to New Japan. But this, the first time they ever stepped in the ring together was this night, Final Resolution 2006. Tanahashi comes out to a lot of fanfare. AJ Styles comes out, a lot of fanfare. This was a really good matchup. Tanahashi and AJ Styles mesh so well and that their styles are so... They have so much chemistry together in the ring. Their styles really complement each other. Really good matchup here. Kind of a messy finish, which I didn't want to see. If anything, they could have did this after the match, but I guess New Japan needed a way for Tanahashi to lose without making him look weak. So what happens is Shannon Moore comes out, he interferes, he goes to hit AJ Styles with the uh, MVP plaque, accidentally hits Tanahashi, AJ Styles then hits the Pele on Shannon Moore, doesn't realize that he hit Tanahashi, picks up Tanahashi, hits him with the Styles Clash for the finish, so AJ Styles is still, well, he, he this wasn't for a belt, but AJ Styles holds down the fort in TNA, Beats Hiroshi Tanahashi. But for a match, like a dream match, like Hiroshi Tanahashi coming all the way to the States to face AJ Styles, did you really need a run-in with Shannon Moore? Like, come on. Like, I would have did that after the match. But be that as it may, Tanahashi shows respect to AJ and vice versa. He picks up the plaque, hands it to AJ Styles, which leads to Shannon Moore stealing it again. And AJ Styles just like, oh, God. So then AJ now has to go chasing after Shannon Moore again. But this was a really good matchup. I give this matchup a 3.5 out of 5 stars. Wanted to give it a 4 star, but it, it kind of took down the matchup at the ending with the interference. So, Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
why? Why? If you why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Still a really good matchup. Next on this, we got a video package from Raven. Raven is putting it all out on the line tonight. If he loses, he is gone from TNA. If he wins, he gets a TNA world title shot. Raven is out. Larry Zabisco announces his opponent will be none other than Sean Waltman, X-Pac. X-Pac comes out. They wrestled a year before in the Raven House of Fun match, Clockwork Orange match. That was a really good matchup. So I was excited for this matchup. But, well, this was still a good match. But it just looked like Sean Waltman was out of shape. He didn't look prepared for this matchup. But still a really fun bloody brawl between Sean Waltman and Raven. Larry Zabisco takes over the referee duties during this matchup. And it is a total screw job. Waltman, he, he does the X Factor from the top of a ladder through a table onto Raven. And Raven gets his foot on the ropes, but... Larry Zabisco counts three anyway, which screws Raven out of his career in CNA. He's now fired. He is gone, and it's all thanks to Larry Zabisco. Larry Zabisco finally gets rid of Raven. Raven has been a thorn in the side of Larry Zabisco for a long, long time, but not anymore because Raven is fired, and he got screwed by Zabisco. Next, we got Ron the Truth Killings. He's cutting a promo. And he is interrupted by Conan. Conan says, bro, you ain't answering my calls. You ain't calling me back. I got no beef with you. I got beef with those honkies. I don't got beef with you. And Truth says, look, I'm just trying to stay out of the trouble. You know what I mean? I don't want no drama. I don't want no drama. We get Bobby Roode versus Truth. This is a rematch from their Impact match two weeks ago. Bobby Roode and Truth, they, they have pretty good chemistry. This was a good matchup. Pretty fun, you know, a young Bobby Roode versus a young Ron Truth Killings. During the matchup, though, Conan comes out and accidentally distracts Truth, which leads to Bobby Roode hitting a clothesline from the back of the head to Bobby to Ron the Truth Killings. And Bobby Roode picks up the victory here. Conan then, he tries to state his case to Ron the Truth Killings, which leads to BG James and Kip James coming out. Homicide, Conan, they start jumping BG James. Ron the Truth Killings, he just walks out. He wants no part of this. And we got Kip James coming out with the chair. I don't know. I, I feel like we could have had LAX versus the James gang on this, but whatever. Maybe they're trying to build up the James gang before they do that. They should have did that shit on Impact and not, not wait for a pay-per-view to have a squash match against the Diamonds in the Rough because this just seemed like a waste of time. But Ron the Truth Killings wants no part of it. I really think Ron the Truth Killings versus Homicide would be a fun match. I don't think we ever get that, though, in CNA or anywhere else. But still... It looks like we're not going to have any part of Ronda Truth Killings in this feud. Father James Mitchell's uh, cutting a promo next backstage. He's talking about Rhino, which leads to Rhino versus Abyss. This was another really fun hardcore brawl between these two guys. This is very reminiscent of the uh, Raven match versus X-Pac. Abyss beats Rhino after a distraction from James Mitchell. Abyss hits the black hole slam onto a steel chair, which leads to the victory. Abyss wins. 
Next, we got Team 3D versus AMW for the Tag Team Champions. AMW picks up the victory when Team Canada interferes. So Team 3D does not meet their mark and they do not fulfill their destiny when they lose to the AMW. They are not going to be your NWA champions. AMW retains all thanks to Team Canada. Team 3D is going to go after Team Canada for months after this. I remember this whole feud. But Team 3D loses here. And AMW is still your NWA Tag Team Champions. We get a really good promo from Jeff Jarrett and Monty Brown. Then backstage we got... some. Well, then backstage we have more uh, things with Raven. Jackie Gata sees Raven. She says that she got screwed just like him. She wants to talk to Larry Zabisco. Raven just leaves. He's pissed off. He got screwed. Next, the co-main event. We got Samoa Joe versus Christopher Daniels. This was a really good matchup. These guys have great, great chemistry with each other. Christopher Daniels, though, has to have AJ Styles. Well, he doesn't have to, but AJ Styles comes out. He throws in the towel on a bloody Christopher Daniels because Samoa Joe is relentless. Remember, this is Daniels' first match back from a concussion, and Samoa Joe is dropping knee after knee after knee onto the concussed head of Christopher Daniels, and AJ Styles threw in the towel so he doesn't have his best friend get hurt any further than what he is. Samoa Joe retains. He's still your X Division champion due to referee stoppage. But boy, was this violent. Samoa Joe is bringing a whole nother level of brutality and intensity during this time period and his X Division title reign. It is insane the type of violence that this man is bringing. I mean, hell, he is the nation of violence, right? You got the dogs barking in the background. That That's, you know, they're fans of Samoa Joe, I guess. Next, we get the main event of the night, Christian Cage and Sting making his TNA return slash debut. I guess they're not saying that Sting was actually in TNA in 2003 and in 2004, but Sting making his TNA return slash debut against the team of Jeff Jarrett and Monty Brown. The crowd goes absolute bonkers for Sting's entrance. When Sting came out, the crowd went nuts, and it was such a cool sight. I don't know if they dubbed his song on Impact Plus, but it was a different song than Sting's TNA theme. I don't know why, but that crowd went ballistic. Sting in 2006, still, you know, very injury-free, still fresh. I believe he was only 48 at the time. Boy, was this a great match. This was phenomenal. The crowd was chanting, you still got it at Sting. Sting didn't even lose it at this time. Sting still didn't even lose it. If you watched his match at uh, AEW's Revolution a couple months ago, Sting still has it. This guy is timeless, man. He put the beats onto both Jarrett and Monty Brown. Christian Cage put the beats onto both of them, too. There was nothing Jarrett and Monty Brown could do to screw out Sting or Chris, uh, Christian Cage. They had their number on this night. There was a really cool moment where Jeff Jarrett goes to hit Christian Cage with a guitar, but Sting quickly comes out with the bat, and he hits the guitar with the bat, smashing it, making the guitar obsolete. Sting hits the Scorpion Death Drop onto Jeff Jarrett. One, two, three, and we have our winners of the main event, the returning Sting teaming up with Christopher Daniels. They, well, Christopher Daniels, teaming up with Christian Cage. They win the match up here. Really fun match. This was great. This was a real attraction match. This whole show was really good. I'm going to give TNA Final Resolution 2006 a strong 3.5 
out of five. Really strong. Some things dragged. Some matches, I think, you know, went a little too long. Some matches didn't have to be on the show. But still a very, very strong show. And I'm excited to see where we go from here. Is Sting going to stick around? We all know the answers to these things, but I want to replay it. I, I'm acting like I never saw this before. Is Sting going to stick around? What is the, what is the fate of Team Canada after they screwed uh, Team 3D? What's going to go down with Raven that he got screwed out of his TNA career? And the number one contender got to be Sting, right? He pinned Jeff Jarrett. So... We'll see how this all goes down. So make sure you tune in next Thursday to see what happens with making an impact. Make sure you tune in tomorrow for a new episode of This Is Extreme. We're also going to be giving you the rundown of Friday Night Dynamite, a special episode of AEW, and all the rundowns for the weekend coming up. We have AEW pay-per-view. We have SmackDown. We have a lot of good shit going down this weekend. So... Make sure you tune in tomorrow. I hope everyone has a strong, safe, positive day. One love. Stay safe. Thank you for listening. Make sure you follow on Instagram at WrestlingDeloreanPod. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Download it. Rate. Review. All that good stuff. We really appreciate all the love and support from our fans. So, take care. One love. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 